excited to be preaching this morning, and uh, it'll just be fairly short, uh, but I, I, I am really looking forward to sharing. Now, last week, we saw that Joseph, he was betrayed, right? He was betrayed not only by his brothers a few weeks ago, we learned about that, but then by his boss's wife. And we saw that he passed in that betrayal, and then going through hard times, he passed the trust and faithfulness and integrity tests. Yet, in looking at the story of Joseph, we also see that on this side of eternity, righteousness is not always rewarded. I think many of us know that probably firsthand. You know, living according to God's ways can leave you lonely, it can leave you feeling betrayed or misunderstood, even sometimes seemingly farther, farther behind than where you felt you started. Psalm 73, 1-3 describes this tightrope that we walk really as followers of Christ so well. And it says this, God is indeed good to Israel, to the pure in heart. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. My step nearly went astray, for I envied the arrogant and I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So why did the psalmist's feet almost slip? Why did he almost go astray? It was because he saw the wicked, the prosperity that they were having, and he envied the arrogant. Now, following Christ, it is a narrow road that asks us to constantly grow and lay down our lives, even in the face of injustice. It can be easy to let our focus stray from Christ as we navigate the hard things in life, sometimes to hurts or circumstances, but also sometimes to goals or things we admire or desire. And Psalm 73 really gives us such a powerful principle. While while much is out of our control, You know, we often face things in life that it feels like we need to control, but so much of it is out of our control. Haven't we navigated that over the last couple years? You know, but we have this drive to need to control it. But we feel like we need to control it, but really, really, our feet will always follow our focus. Even though many things are out of control for us, what we focus on will be where we go. So what are you focusing on this season? Do your eyes, are they fixed on God, no matter the circumstances around you? Or do the circumstances, people, problems, heartaches, or maybe things that you want, things that you desire, do these things get your focus and attention? These things can keep you trapped and imprisoned because you are so focused on them, your feet start to go off course. You start to lose your track straight towards Christ and start heading towards other things. So what you stare at is where you will go. Bitterness, envy, self-pity, striving, all of these things will enslave you if you let them be your heart focus. But if you focus your attention on God, he will give you freedom, he will lead you to healing, and he will, you will be free in serving. There is a greater story at work here, one that we get to be a part of, The story, though, is not about us, but we get to be included in it. We get to choose, will we play a role that we are given by our creator, or will we fight for the story to be about me? Will we enjoy the freedom of watching this incredible story unfold, allowing God to tell us our part in it, or will we struggle to make our own story, never satisfied with the outcome because Really, it cannot be about me, 
We are not designed for it to be about ourselves, but rather to be a part in the story. Joseph knew this. You can see it in his life. Let's take a look at Genesis 39 together. At this point, remember that Joseph, he's been betrayed by Potiphar's wife, wrongly accused, and now is thrown in prison. Genesis 39, 21 to 23 says this, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him. He granted him favor with the prison warden. The warden put all the prisoners who were in the prison under Joseph's authority. And he was responsible for everything that was done there. The warden did not bother with anything under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And the Lord made everything he did successful. I feel like this story is a little bit on repeat, don't you? He's betrayed, then he goes, he gets bought, then he ends up actually ruling over the entire household because he was so blessed by God and God was with him. He's betrayed again, he's chucked in the prison, and then the same thing happens this time in the prison. When God is with you, life may not be fair. It's not always going to be what you anticipate or even what you want, but the fragrance of Christ can still set you apart. It can still set you apart, but it's a choice. Joseph had every reason to stare at his feelings and focus inwardly. But instead, Joseph planted himself firmly in the fact that God was with him and in living to honor him. He felt that his circumstance, well, he felt his circumstances, no doubt. I'm sure it was painful and hard every time he was betrayed. He was human. But he did not allow these things to decide how he was going to live and how he was going to respond to God and others. We are not to stare at ourselves and our struggle. Because when we do that, this is what we're looking at. We need to look up. We need to turn our face towards Christ. Because then we can follow him. We cannot follow with our eyes facing the ground or facing our own selves. We must stare at the one we're following, or we will lose our way. Joseph's feet followed his focus. Let's read a little farther here. In Genesis 45 to 8, it says this. The king of Egypt's cup, um, sorry, excuse me. The king of Egypt's cupbearer and baker, who were confined in the prison, each had a dream. Both of them had a dream on the same night, and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they looked distraught. And so he asked Pharaoh's officers who were in custody with him in the master's house, why do you look so sad today? We had dreams, they said to him. But there were no one to interpret them here. Then Joseph said to them, don't interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. He was confined by prison walls, and yet he still chose to grow in his gifting. And he still chose to see others and serve them. He could have just as easily just done his job and left, just what was required. But he chose to see that they were in pain or sad and ask how he could help them. God is growing Joseph to be a leader. He will use him to help nations through all sorts of overwhelming things, including a massive crisis. At the beginning of the story, we see that Joseph knows what it is to be loved and favored Then he learns what it is to be betrayed. Last week, we watched him 
learn how righteousness, it's not always rewarded. And today we are looking at him still loving and serving in spite of all that. God is with him, and he keeps his focus on God growing him and using his gifting. Joseph correctly interprets the dreams and has a single request. He says, but when all goes well for you, remember that I was with you. Please show kindness to me by mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. For I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I have done nothing that I should be put in this dungeon. But later on, after uh, both the cupbearer and the baker are now uh, out of prison, we read this. On the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he gave a feast for all his servants. He elevated the chief cupbearer and the chief baker among his servants. Pharaoh restored the chief, uh, chief cupbearer to his position as cupbearer, and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. Who, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had explained to them. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Now, at the end of two years, years, Pharaoh had a dream. So, the cupbearer didn't even remember Joseph. It took two years until he was like, oh yeah, there was once this guy I knew. Two whole years that Joseph was still stuck in prison after helping these people. Joseph knows exactly how it feels to be forgotten now. As a leader, Joseph is going to be leading those who are loved, those who are betrayed, and those who are forgotten. Joseph is forgotten, but he is using his giftings and using it in order to set up for his, that these things are critical for his future. You can trust the one who has written your story. He knows you. He knows where you are and how to lead you. He knows the end, and he knows what you are made for and what your giftings are. You can let go and focus on him, and he will faithfully lead you to open doors, teach you his ways in the midst of all that life dishes out to you. Joseph did all he could in the circumstances he was in. He served honorably, choosing to let his life be a blessing to those around him. He made himself available to God to be used where he was, and he stepped into the opportunities given to him. Serving is like sowing seeds into tomorrow's harvest. When we choose to serve, no matter what our circumstance is in, we're allowing God to lead us to the next things and the next things. We need to make sure that even as we are reading, that we are choosing to serve and use our gifts out of love. Like Joseph, God isn't asking you to figure everything out. He's asking you to trust him with your next steps. That's all you can do. You may have like a big picture of where you might be going, but God rarely gives us the whole path. He gives us the next step, and we need to be obedient in that. So here are a few questions that you can think through as you go through your week. What are you staring at? In spite of your circumstances, whatever you're finding yourself in, whatever the people around you are like, whether at work or in your family, what are you staring at? Is it the pain and the struggle? Is it the desires that you have? If you're staring at those things, you will go off course. You need to fix your eyes on Christ. 
What gifts, talents, and skills do you have to serve God and to serve others in your current circumstance? Sometimes we feel like we have to reserve those things for just the right opportunities. But God actually wants us to pour ourselves out in love in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. Of course, there are times for healing. There's times to kind of tuck yourself away with God. But at the end of the day, God puts things in us to be poured out, to display him for his glory. And is there an opportunity in front of you that you should be taking that maybe you're hesitant about? God often can open doors. And, you know, often the doors that God is opening to me feel like I'm not really prepared They're not the ones I was looking for. I don't have what I need. And if you think of Joseph's life, every door, whether he was forced through one or had to choose it, I don't think he really thought that was the door he would end up at. Whether it's up in the palace at the end of the story or it's thrown in a dungeon, these are not doors he necessarily envisioned. So for you, is there a door in front of you that you feel like God is asking you through? Or maybe a door you've been shoved through that you didn't really anticipate. Welcome what God has for you in that season, in that opportunity. It's an opportunity for God to pour his love out of you, for God to use your giftings for his glory. And there will be joy and delight in it at the end of the day. So let's watch this video. A gentleman from the Orleans campus has shared his story of how God has led him on an unexpected journey and how sometimes the doors were open to him that he didn't necessarily anticipate. And then we'll continue on in our worship service.